This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. Let's go to the bullpen with Adam the Bull on the Bet Rivers Network. We're talking with the great Terry Francona. I know everybody poo-poos baseball fights. They're like, hey, you go out there and everybody's just talking yeah. and shoving. But when you get out there, man, those guys are big. They they get after yeah. it. And when they get after it, man, look out. It makes you a little nervous. Robin Ventura still won't talk about Nolan Ryan to, to this day. He, he wants <laughs> nothing with that conversation. Listen to the bullpen with Adam the Bull on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to The Bullpen with Adam the Bull on the Bet Rivers Network. Hey, everybody. It's your good pal, Adam the Bull. And this is The Bullpen with me, Adam the Bull, brought to you by Bet Rivers. On today's podcast, we'll talk about potential trade targets already in September. A big battle between the Browns and Ravens on Sunday. Drama with not Johnny Drama. I was just talking to Turtle from uh, Entourage yesterday on our TV show. But the drama with the uh, New York Jets and reactions to the Monday night football games uh, that took place two days ago. That's all coming up on this edition of The Bullpen with Adam the Bull, brought to you by Bet Rivers. You're in the bullpen with Adam the Bull on the Bet Rivers Network. All right, folks, let's jump right into it. With some early season struggles from different teams, big-name players are bubbling on the surface. Are these guys really potential trade targets? The reality is we don't know. Uh, But when a team gets off to a bad start or there seems to be bad chemistry or there's guys who are unhappy, there's always a possibility that a big name could get traded during the season. It's really the one advantage that baseball and basketball and hockey – have over football is there is an exciting trade deadline in the NFL. Not so much. It's bottom of the barrel in terms of that. That's the only advantage the other sports have, and it's not much of an advantage. Could we see some big names traded this year? Well, let me give you some thoughts on three of them. Number one, a guy there's nothing new here, and that's Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor was unhappy with his contract situation in Indianapolis uh, right before the season, there was it seemed like they might trade him, and at the last second, when they had to lock in their rosters, they put him on the pup list, meaning he was ineligible to play for four weeks. Well, week four is coming up, which means he will be eligible to play next week. So, will Jonathan Taylor suit up for the Colts, or will he? Will or will they restart trade talks again with some potential new teams in the mix? One of those teams could be the Cleveland Browns. The Browns have lost their star running back, Nick Chubb, for the season. He has a torn MCL. Uh, So could the Browns, who have pushed, who have restructured a ton of contracts in the last few weeks, get aggressive and go after Jonathan Taylor? Or could we see some of the other teams that were talking in the past with the Colts do that as well? One of those teams was the Miami Dolphins after this past week where they put up a 70 spot on the Broncos. It seems like they don't really need a back. Raheem Mostert has been great so far this season, the veteran back. And Devin Chain, who was a no-show on a milk cart in the first two weeks, finally got some playing time and took, the, took a big advantage of it as he was phenomenal in week three. 
But is that an anomaly? And might the Dolphins still be interested in Jonathan Taylor? Jonathan Taylor, two years ago, was the best running back in football. He had, you know, he had the best season, at least. I don't know if he was the best running back, but he was the, he had the best season of any running back two years ago. Last year, he's banged up a little bit. This year, he's banged up a little bit, and he got all this stuff. And if you have to trade for him, maybe you have to sign him to a new contract. It, it creates some hurdles. But I definitely think uh, Jonathan Taylor could be on the move. Now, on the other hand, the Colts, you thought were going to be bad. They may still be bad, but they are 2-1 and one to start the season. Now, a big part of the reason they are 2-1 and one is because a running back by the name of Zach Moss, who's been around the league a little bit but hasn't gotten a great opportunity, has played the last two weeks and played extremely well. I, I think he's got about 250 yards the last two weeks. He missed the opener due to injury. He was coming back from an injury, but he's been great the last two weeks. Now, he's not as talented as Jonathan Taylor, so you can look at this two ways. <clears throat> if you're the Colts, you could look at this as, well, if our running game is good with Zach Moss, how good could it be with Jonathan Taylor? On the other hand, you could look at it as, what the hell do we need Jonathan Taylor? Let's trade him. We got Zach Moss. We'll see what the Colts decide to do. I've got two other trade candidates, possibly, that I want to throw you away. But first, I want to let you know that you got to get extra value this football season with Bet Rivers Squares. Win up to $10,000 in bonus money. 10000 bucks. I know I could use an extra 10000 I know Monzo could use an extra 10000 He's got 52 kids, for crying out loud, who couldn't use 10000 So let's go. Bet $10 in same-game parlays on any game with the Squares icon to earn a square. All right, let's get back to some trade possibilities. The second guy is a wide receiver who's one of the best in football. He's not a young man, but Devontae Adams is still one of the best in the game. And there's been rumblings, nothing legit, you know, from from has not been hasn't been anything from Schefter or Ian Rappaport or any of those guys. <clears throat> Excuse me. Let me get a little water here. But Devontae Adams clearly is unhappy with his situation. The Raiders are a mess. Their coach is terrible. Um, and they're probably not going to be good this year. He wants to be on a contender. He wants to win. Could there be some teams that are aggressive going after Devontae Adams? I would think so. I would think there'd be a number of teams that would be interested in acquiring a player like Devontae Adams. Um you know, I mean, again, I go back to the Browns. There's, there's, they've been connected there. Could the Kansas City Chiefs go after Devontae Adams? Could even a team like the Giants, who don't look like a playoff team right now, uh, t- go after Devontae Adams? They haven't had a big-time wide receiver since Odell Beckham Jr. I could go on and on. There's a lot of teams that are good that could potentially be interested in Devontae Adams. Baltimore. Again, I know they signed Beckham this offseason, but the guy can't stay on the field. There's a lot of teams that would be interested in Devontae Adams. I, I'd be surprised in the end if the Raiders traded him, at least now, this early in the season. But as we do get closer to the trade deadline, if they really stink, I, I could see it happening. You know, they get out from under his money. I don't know if Josh McDaniels is going to survive this. I can't believe they gave Josh McDaniels another chance. He was such a disaster in Denver. And it doesn't look like it's getting any better uh, for the Raiders. The final guy, well, there's actually two more guys. And they're both quarterbacks. Kirk Cousins and Ryan Tannehill. Now, some people might lump these guys into the same group. And those people would be stupid. Ryan Tannehill, in my opinion, is at best 
a bottom quarter starter in the league. Um, I've heard talking with just really just talking with friends and whatever. I know a lot of Jet fans. Um, And I'm going to get to the Jets a little more and I'm going to get to the Browns a little more also. But I'll say this in terms of um, the Jets and uh, well, let me just get into the Jets now because you can't have half of the conversation. So a few things here. Zach Wilson, we all get some right, we all get some wrong, right? There were plenty of people who thought Zach Wilson was going to be good. I was not one of them. I, I never thought Zach Wilson was good. I never understood the hype with him. I never saw it. A- again, I'm not trying to tell you I'm a genius because I thought uh, Carson Wentz was going to be great. I I thought Brandon Whedon was going to be a good, good, not great, but I thought he was going to be good. Okay, I got plenty wrong, so I'm not telling you I'm, I'm infallible. But I never saw it with Zach Wilson. I never thought he was going to be any good. I never bought what he did in college in a limited sample size was going to translate to the NFL. He's never looked good for a single moment in the NFL. The guy can't play. Why the Jets even kept him this year, I have no idea. I mean, I I know because they paid him and he's a high draft pick. Okay, so Rodgers gets hurt. Um, Zach Wilson's looked completely over his head. Now, the Jets have a good roster that with – Good quarterback play, not even great quarterback play. The Jets could be could be a playoff team. But right now, they're getting awful quarterback play, and you cannot win in this NFL. You can't. This is not the Trent Dilfer days, uh, Brad Johnson, all that stuff. And actually, Brad Johnson had a good year that year. Jay, you know, you can't win with those guys anymore. <clears throat> you cannot make the playoffs with a terrible quarterback. Can't. Mediocre? Sure. Can't win a Super Bowl with a mediocre quarterback. But you can get... Ryan Tannehill's not good enough. Now, is he better than Zach Wilson? Sure, but even with Ryan Tannehill, at best, the Jets make the playoffs, best-case scenario, and lose in the first round. Best-case scenario. <clears throat> now, Kirk Cousins is another story. I don't know that Minnesota's willing to move on, and Kirk Cousins has a no-trade clause. You know, if you watch the quarterback documentary on Netflix, he's a real small town. I, I don't know that Kirk Cousins is going to want to play in New York. However... If I'm the Jets, that's where you got to be aggressive. If I'm the Jets, by the way, I'm not sure Kirk Cousins isn't better than Aaron Rodgers right now. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Kirk Cousins, listen, I know Kirk Cousins has, in some big moments, not come through. I get it. But you know what? Matthew Stafford had never done anything anything in Detroit, and then he went to the Rams, all of a sudden he could win. Kirk Cousins is a good quarterback. He's not elite, but he's good. He's way better than Ryan Tannehill. He's way better than Zach Wilson. Now, again, I don't know that he's willing to go to the Jets. I don't know that – I'm not sure the Jets are interested, but they should be. They absolutely should be. The Jets will go to the playoffs with Kirk Cousins. Now, at that point, can he prove he can win the playoffs? We'll see. But he's a way better quarterback than those guys. And that's where I'd be aggressive. Uh, some other things with the Jets. The Jets <clears throat> on the sidelines last week, that was embarrassing. Like, who, uh, Garrett Wilson, bad enough Garrett Wilson is, you know, getting to an argument in the sidelines. But okay, like, he's one of their best players. I kind of get it. Michael Carter going bananas on, on, the, uh, on the running backs. But Michael Carter, you, you're just a guy, dude. What is he doing? I don't understand that. Like, calm down. And Aaron Rodgers is, com- uh, you know, is at home, <clears throat> and 
and he's um, he's on McAfee's show yesterday, or I think it was yesterday, and he's saying that the team's got to stop pointing fingers, and yet he did the same thing. He goes on McAfee's show and says, well, if I were there, this wouldn't be happening. I mean, that doesn't help. How does Aaron Rodgers saying that help? It might be true. He's like, I'd like to see everybody stick together. Well, you just essentially threw Zach Wilson under the bus by saying you might be 3-0 and if I were there. He's like, I'm not sure we'd be 3-0. and I don't know that. I'd like to think there's a possibility of that. I mean, come on. He's so arrogant. One other thing, and obviously every time this name gets brought up, it's it creates some controversy. So I'm just going to say this. There was, of course, a report yesterday that Colin Kaepernick um, want, you know, wanted to ask the Jets, essentially, to join the practice squad. Give him a chance. Now, over the years, I've made my feelings on the situation clear. Colin Kaepernick was screwed by the NFL. Anybody reasonably knows that. They blackballed him. They didn't want him in the league. We could debate like lunatics the reason. I think the reasons are ridiculous. Some people don't. Okay, whatever. The guy got blackballed. But at this point, we ha- at this point, we got to stop complaining about Colin Kaepernick every time there's a quarterback opening. He hasn't played in seven years. He's about to turn 36. Yes, he got screwed. Yes, in my opinion, it, it was obviously unfair. It was ridiculous. But the ship has sailed at this point. Bringing up Colin Kaepernick at, now is silly. Deshaun Watson took nine games to have Deshaun Watson, a far better player than Colin Kaepernick, took nine games to finally play well after not playing for two years, not even two years, a year and two thirds. Colin Kaepernick, who's not nearly as good as Watson, who's about six, seven years older, maybe eight, and hasn't played in seven years. It makes no sense now. Yes, there were many times over the first two, three years of this that teams should have brought him in, obviously, and they screwed him over. Unfair. Sometimes you get screwed. It stinks. Not fair. It is what it is. At this point, it's silly to keep bringing him up. He can't play in the NFL now. Uh, I, I wouldn't want, I don't even know if I'd want Tom Brady after seven years, let alone Colin Kaepernick. All right, but the Jets are a mess, and I would be with them if if I were them, and I'd be aggressive after Kirk Cousins. Uh, Getting back to the Browns a little bit, we talked about them as a possibility with Devontae Adams, with Jonathan Taylor. I don't see it with Devontae Adams. I could see it with Jonathan Taylor. In the end, I don't think the Browns will make any of those, uh, any trade of that nature. Uh, If you look at the Bet Rivers uh, point spreads, uh, the Browns are a two and a half point favorite over the Ravens at home. Sunday at 1 o'clock here where I am in Cleveland. Browns with their third home game in four weeks. They're on a bye next week, and then they play the Niners at home. So they got four to five at home to start the year, and their only road game was in Pittsburgh, which is about a, you know, less than a, about a two-hour drive. But anyway, uh, the Browns have, uh, with Kevin Stefanski, have never beaten Lamar Jackson in a game that Lamar Jackson's played the whole game. Uh, there was a game... I uh, can't remember when it was, but Lamar got hurt or in the first quarter. 
and the Browns did win the game. But uh, Lamar Jackson has played against Kevin Stefanski's Browns four times where he's played the whole game, and Lamar and the Ravens are 4-0 and in those games. Uh, Will and, and, and the Ravens, uh, you know, got off to a good start. They won their first game against a bad team. Week two, they beat Cincinnati in a tough game. Uh, and then this past week, they lost in overtime to a surprising Indianapolis team. Uh, I think the matchup is fascinating because you have a Browns team that has been historically good on defense through the first three weeks. We've never seen anything like this. They've allowed one one offensive touchdown in three weeks. The Browns are giving up negative 11 yards per game before the first uh, runner before running back is touched. In other words, the the uh, in every game, the Browns defense is hitting guys in the backfield more often than they're not, or at least making contact, not necessarily tackling them, which is crazy. It's unheard of. Like the average in the league is plus thirty something, and the Browns are at minus eleven. <clears throat> so. They're, they've given up under a, a, a hundred yards passing in two of the three games, but but Lamar Jackson is a whole different style of quarterback. Obviously, in Week One, the Browns played in bad weather against the banged up Joe Burrow, who had no mobility in that game. In Game Two and Game Three, they played um, Kenny Pickett and Ryan Tannehill, who were basically statues. Lamar Jackson is the most athletic quarterback in the league. He's the best runner of all the quarterbacks in the league. Um, and so it's a dyna- it's a, a dimension that the Browns have not had to deal with so far. Um, the Ravens are banged up at running back as they seem to be every year. Two of their top three backs uh, are out. J.K. Dobbins um, is done for the year, um, and we'll see. But uh, they you know they brought the, the corpse of Melvin Gordon back. They got the K- Kenyon Drake. They got a million different guys, but they're they're further down the depth chart at this point. Um, that matchup of, you know, Odell Beckham, which would have been another level to this matchup of excitement of Odell coming back to Cleveland. It looks like Odell's not going to play, but Zay Flowers has been very good for Baltimore so far. And, uh, I'm fascinated to see how the Browns defense fares against Lamar Jackson, because so far nobody's been able to do anything against this Browns defense. So I'll be curious as they face this type of a different type of quarterback for the first time, if the Browns are able to deal with it. Um, and then the other you know interesting part of this is Deshaun Watson. After eight straight bad games to start his start his Browns career, he played great against Tennessee. Can he do it again against a division rival in Baltimore? Is was last week an anomaly, or is that? Is Deshaun Watson now getting back to the player he was in Houston? And are we going to see more often than not him play at a high level? That was my expectation when the season started. I started to doubt that, especially after the uh, Pittsburgh game. But the way he played against Tennessee, you saw the guy that you saw in Houston in that game. So it'll be interesting to see uh, what happens. Uh, Finally, the Monday Night Football these double headers when one game starts at 7.30, one game starts at 8.30, it's annoying. I don't know why they're doing that. If you're going to have a double header on Sunday, make it 7.30 and 10. I mean, on Monday, 7.30 and 10. So you kind of have like for the West Coast crew. 
I don't understand that. Bengals got their first win Monday night. Uh, their offense is improving, but still doesn't look right because Burrow doesn't have any mobility right now. And T. Higgins, I don't know what's going on with him. He just couldn't hold on to a ball. That was ugly. Jamar Chase finally had a big game. Joe Mixon was pretty solid there. The Bengals' defense was outstanding in that win over the Rams. And the Eagles dominated Tampa. Baker Mayfield was awful. I said last week he crashed back to reality facing a good team. It's exactly what happened. He threw a terrible pick. They could barely move the ball. And the Eagles, you know, the Eagles look pretty pretty awesome. I mean, I, I think at this point, you know, again, we got a long way to go. It's silly to say this, but I'll say it anyway. I think we'll all be pretty surprised if we don't have a rematch of the Eagles and Niners in the NFC Championship game. I know I will, but injuries could play a role in that as well. All right, thanks for joining me as always. Thanks to Brian Monzo for producing, and thanks for all of you for watching and listening. I'll talk to you next time. Brought to you by, of course, Bet Rivers. It's the bullpen with Adam the Bull. We'll see you next time. See ya. Thanks for listening to the bullpen with Adam the Bull on the Bet Rivers Network. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider.